Amen. <laughs> well, Happy New Year's. <laughs> it is January 1st, 2023. Um, how many of y'all were lighting fireworks last night and staying up late? Maybe just a few of us. <laughs> I was asleep. But um, Happy New Year's. Uh, man, it feels like it's been a while since I've seen y'all. I haven't seen y'all since last year. Ah. Uh, <laughs> but hey, so glad to <laughs> have y'all in the house of the Lord this morning. Also, if you were looking for Pastor Adam and Pastor Becky, they're not here this morning. <laughs> they are celebrating their 20th anniversary. So they, yeah, me and Jenna got some catching up to do. Um, <laughs> but they're tw- celebrating their 20th anniversary. They're out of town, keeping them in prayers that they have a great time and some uh, tribal mercies. But uh, without further ado, let's go ahead and jump into the word this morning. So with it being January 1st and New Year's, I wanted to look up, you know, year's resolutions just for the fun of it. So I looked some stuff up, and I got the top five things that I found, top five things to do heading into a new year. So number one is to set goals for the upcoming year, like New Year's resolutions. That's number one. Number two was to find the lessons learned from the past year. Number three, take a class, learn something new. Um, have y'all ever heard of Masterclass? It's like this TV show. You get pro- professionals from all around the world that kind of teach you how to cook, if you don't know how to cook, or um, how to play baseball, stuff like that. It's really cool. Um, you can learn different things. Anyways, <laughs> that's number three. Take a class, learn something new. Number four, call a loved one. And number five, collect the year's memory. So those are the top five things that you can find just uh, heading, to new, and heading to a new year. And um, I think those are all you know, pretty important things to do, pretty, um, pretty great things to do, actually. But... I do want to add one thing to that list, to top that list, actually, and I want to challenge us as God's challenging me too, that heading to this new year, let's grow closer to Christ. Let's, let's take this year and make it a year of, of growth. And um, man, just reading the word, I feel like God is just challenging us as a church and even individually in our walk with him. He wants us to draw closer to him. And man, there's a lot of things always, you know, fighting for our attention and uh, fighting for, uh, you know, d- d- just for our attention, and we need to make sure that, man, this is a year we can dedicate to just really growing in God. And so we're going to be taking a look at the book of 2 Peter, chapter 1, uh, 2 Peter, chapter 1. But before we get started, I do want to kind of give us a little bit of context, kind of what's going on, so we know a little bit more behind the story, behind the author. So we know the book, of 2 Peter, right, written by Peter, <laughs> right? He wrote, he wrote both those, those letters, and he's writing those letters to... Uh, a group of churches in, in Asia Minor, in Asia Minor, and back then it was all ruled by the, by the Romans, right? All roads lead to Rome. <laughs> and so he's writing to these churches, and um, he's basically, in Second Peter chapter 1, verse 14, he gives them a hint, and he's basically saying, hey, um, my time is kind of coming, coming to an end here, and I don't know how much time I have left. And so he says that in verse 14, and he's kind of letting the people there know, hey, I don't know how much time I have, um, but these are like my last words to y'all. This is like my final, um, if you will, final encouragement, final challenge for you guys, um, for, for, for the churches back then, even for us now. And so that's, that was kind of the context he was writing in. And so he's giving the churches then, the, the leaders and the, and the people reading that, hey, this is, this is a challenge, um, some final words of encouragement that I have for y'all. And reading that, I just felt like God kind of put it on my heart. You know what? I feel like God wants to give us a challenge and some words of encouragement heading into this new year. So we're going to be taking a look at 2 Peter chapter 1, and we're going to be looking in verses 3 through 11. So if you all want to go ahead and turn with me to verse 3, um, we'll be taking a look at verses 3 through 11. Verse 3 says this, His divine power has given us everything we need 
for a godly life through our knowledge of him who called us by his own glory and goodness. Through these, he has given us his very great and precious promises so that through them you may participate in the divine nature, having escaped the corruption in the world caused by evil desires. And we're going to stop right there because, man, those first two verses, there's a lot there, right? (laughs) So in in the first verse in verse 3, it starts out, his divine power has given us everything that we need for a godly life through our knowledge of him. So Peter's already kind of starting off here saying, hey, guys, we already know. We have everything that we need to know to live a godly life, to, to walk in the footsteps of Jesus, right? And, and for us today, what do we have? We have the word of God, amen? And the word of God, that, that man, that has everything that we need to live a godly life. The, the word of God is what God has given us. It's like the the cheat sheet. It's like the, 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 right, the, the map to, to the treasure, the, the, the life hack, right? <laughs> for us Christians, is the word of God, the Bible, man, and it's so crucial, so important that we recognize the importance of the Word of God within our lives, staying committed in our reading, staying committed in our devotion, even in our times of prayer, it is so important. And I actually have a question this morning. Um, all the married ladies in the church, where are y'all at this morning? All my, all my married ladies. <laughs> I have a question for y'all this morning. Has your husband, uh-oh, <laughs> Has your husband ever tried to put something together without the instructions? <laughs> or has he ever tried driving somewhere without the directions, right? All, all the time. <laughs> You're standing there with the instructions like, man, he is using the wrong screw right now. Or, man, he just took a left and he's supposed to take a right, right? Well, let me tell you, us guys, here's the secret. We just like to learn the hard way. <laughs> We just like to learn the hard way. And me and Jenna, uh, it, sometimes we want to cook something fancy you never tried before, right? She finds it on a TikTok or whatever. We go to the store trying to find, you know, this special ingredient we never used before. We have no idea where it is. And after a couple of minutes, she's like, you know, babe, you know, we probably need to ask somebody. But I always tell her, you know, I, I can find it. I got this. <laughs> and sure enough, you know, while I'm still looking for it, she's already talked to someone and comes back with exactly what we need, right? <laughs> but naturally, right, we, we kind of like to think you know, there are certain things in our lives that, you know, I got this. I know what I'm doing. I know I don't, I don't really need help from other people. It's okay. I got this. And, and, and I feel like sometimes that that can kind of trickle down into our walk with Christ, right? Sometimes we can kind of think the, the same way where, you know what, I, I kind of I know what I'm doing here, God. I got this plan. It's going to work out great, right? But God's like, okay. <laughs> and sometimes, like us guys, we have to learn the hard way. <laughs> and... Um, we just have to, we have to be careful. And what, what Peter's trying to show us here is that we have everything we need to live a godly life, and that's the Word of God. And we have to make sure that we cling to the Word of God, right? That we walk in the footsteps that God has ordered before us. And I feel like sometimes one of the traps that's so easy to fall into, right, is that our relationship with God starts when we walk into the church and ends when we walk out of the church. But this morning, God is calling us to a relationship with him that lasts every single day, a relationship with him that, that is constant, that is throughout the week, that is every single day. And God wants us to make his word. God wants us to make his, our time and prayer, our devotion life, our relationship with him a priority this morning, church. Amen? God wants us to make that a priority. And so I wanted to, to share this with y'all this morning. We can't be committed to God if we're not committed to his word. We can't be committed to God if we're not committed to his word. I hope I'm not coming on too hard this morning, but this is what God has shared in my heart, and I feel like he wants me to share this morning. 
And he's challenging each and every one of us that we have to stay consistent. We have to stay involved. We have to partake in that word on, on, on a daily basis, right? It says to meditate on his word every year. No, meditate on his word day and night. We have to stay involved in the word of God. And, and man, especially like in high school, <laughs> especially in high school, and, and, and even now sometimes, I always fell into that trap of, you know, I, I got to do this first, and then I'll get to God. <laughs> and so there was that trap of, you know, God, you know, you're kind of fit into my schedule. I plan God around my life, but it should be switched, right? Our life should be pl- planned around God, and this, and I feel like on January 1st, you know, entering into this new year, God really wants us to make him the priority. He doesn't want, you know, money to come first, work to come first, you know, different hobbies and other things that we have in our lives to come first. He wants him to be first. He wants to be in the center, and we need to move God in the center of our lives. And so I feel like God is just challenging us that and to grow into that coming into this new year. And when we look at verse 4, verse 4 is basically telling us, hey, we have what? We have great and precious promises in God. Are y'all thankful for great and pre- precious promises of God this morning? We have promises like Jeremiah 29, 11, Joshua 1, 9. We have all these promises in the word of God that we can live by, that we can stand on, right? Because God is the same yesterday, today, and forevermore. And while, and while, while I was reading uh, in my devotion, God kind of showed me something that I never really realized before. <laughs> so you have the Old Testament, right? And then boom, goes to the New Testament. Well, if you do some research, there's actually a gap between the, the last prophet of the Old Testament and in the time of Jesus, and it's about 400 years. That's a long time. <laughs> That's like four centuries, almost half a millennium there, where there's this time where, you know, nothing's kind of really going on in, in Israel. There's not a lot of miracles happening. There's, there's not prophets, and, you know, red, the Red Sea isn't getting split, stuff like that. You know, it's kind of like a, a, a dead in time. But then out of nowhere, Jesus, Jesus happens. You know, this random guy out of Nazareth. And what does he start doing? He does all these miracles. He's healing the blind. He's healing the sick. He's raising the dead back to life. He's casting out demons. And he's doing all these amazing things. And I, and I was just thinking about that. And I was like, man, you know, I, I wonder if the people back in that time, the Jews, if they had forgotten what God was capable of. If they had forgotten the, the power of God and what God was able to do. And maybe they weren't, they weren't ready for it. Maybe some of them just weren't, weren't ready for that at that time. And, and, and in the same way, right? The, the time of Jesus, I mean, that's about 2,000 years ago from right now, right? But I want to remind us, remind the church this morning, because he's reminded me that God is still just as powerful, and God is still just as capable, and God is still able to do those things that he did then. Now, he is still able to heal the blind, he's still able to heal the sick, and he is still able to raise, raise the dead back to life, and he's the same Jesus then that he is now. Amen? Amen. Amen. Let's go ahead and move along and go to verse 5, if we would. Verse 5 says this, For this very reason, make every effort, there we go, (laughs) make every effort to add to your faith goodness, and to goodness, knowledge, and to knowledge, self-control, and to self-control, perseverance, and to perseverance, godliness, and to godliness, mutual affection, and the mutual affection love. For if you possess these qualities in an increasing measure, they will keep you from being ineffective and unproductive in your knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. But whoever does not have them is nearsighted and blind, forgetting that they have been cleansed from their past sins. Let's stop right there for a minute. Man, that's a lot, right? 
<laughs> it almost sounds like the fruits of the Spirit, right? Verses 5 through 7, Peter's given us these, this group of qualities, right, that we need to exhibit as Christians. He's given us faith, goodness, knowledge, self-control, perseverance, godliness, mutual affection, and love. And I'm not going to go through all those and I don't feel like I need to tell you how to be good and stuff like that, <laughs> right? But those are the things that, that Peter has given us, right? The things that struck him that he thought was really important for us to Christians to, to live by, to practice. And, and looking at that, too, um, reading that a few times, I think it's not a coincidence that he puts faith first. Faith is the first thing he puts there. It starts with faith, right? All these things start with our relationship and with our walk in God. And, and, and as God's calling us to grow in this new season, in this new year, God, I think, is reminding us, hey, it starts with our walk in God. And however, how, however deep that goes, however strong that is, is how much you're going to see growth in those, other, in those other areas, in those other qualities of goodness and knowledge and godliness and mutual affection. And it all starts in our faith and our walk with God, right? Our commitment in the word and in prayer and, and all those things. And the, last, and the last thing that he gives, of course... <laughs> It's love, right? He gives us love at the very end. And I don't think that's a coincidence either. I think he puts love at the end because love is, it's, it's like the capstone. It kind of it just encaptures everything that he has there, right? It starts with faith. And then naturally, all these other things come into fruition within our lives. And all those things can, are just a part of, of love and God's love in our lives. And as Christians, right, as we're walking in our faith, as we're getting closer to God, as we're, you know, getting in the word and reading and prayer, naturally, you know, these things just grow in our lives to become more of who we are, to become more of how we act, of how we think, how, of how we um, talk and, and all those different things. And when people look at us, when people hang around at us, right, naturally they can see these things in our life, they can see goodness, they can see self-control and godliness and mutual affection and the love of Christ because we are made in the image of God, right? We bear the image of God. We are a model of Christ. And, man, it's so important that we remind ourselves of that, too, that everything we do and everything we say and even in what we think, that we are always a model of Christ. We are modeling Christ everywhere we go. And when we look at verses 8 through 9, Peter's kind of giving us a picture here of what it looks like to have these qualities and what it looks like to not have these qualities. And in verse 8, um, he's saying, that, hey, if you want to be an effective and productive Christian, how many of y'all want to be an effective and productive Christian this morning? I want to be an effective and productive Christian, amen? <laughs> he said, hey, if you want to be an effective and productive Christian this morning, you need to possess these qualities in increasing measure. And we're going to come back to that phrase, increasing measure. But that's what he says. Hey, if you want to be an effective and productive Christian, this is what it looks like right here. And then in verse 9, he tells us, well, if, you know, these things aren't a part of your life, if these things aren't evident in who you are, man, it says, it says, man, you have forgotten or you will forget that you have been cleansed from their past sins. In essence, he's saying, man, you're going to kind of forget about what, what Christ has done for you. You're going to lose sight of God. And that, that's some pretty strong words there. And so Peter here is stressing the importance of man. As Christians, these things should be evident in our lives. These things should constantly be growing and being developed as we're drawing closer to God and, and, and growing deeper in our faith in Him. And he uses a word that I think is kind of interesting. He uses the word nearsighted. Where's all my nearsighted people this morning? <laughs> if you're nearsighted, right, you're really good at looking at stuff up close. 
but not so good at looking at stuff far away. <laughs> and so he uses the word nearsighted here. Now, I think that's really interesting. And, and, I, th- and I feel like Peter is using the word nearsighted because he's saying, hey, if, if we've forgotten that these things need to be a part of our life, if we've forgotten the importance of these things, if, if we've forgotten that, you know what, these things need to be a part of who we are as Christians, we're, we're losing sight of what God has for us. We've only seen the picture that's right in front of us. We're only seeing maybe the plans that we have for ourselves. And in other words, man, we can't really look past our own plans or, or we can't even look past ourselves. And God's reminding us this morning that, man, we have to set our eyes on him and fix our eyes on Jesus. Man, I love that song. Turn your, turn your eyes to Jesus, fix your eyes on him. And we have to do that so we don't lose sight of what he has ahead of us, right? Because sometimes we get so stuck in the present, we, we, we forget about the future and what the future holds for us. And now, I think more than ever, I think we can all agree that it is so important that we do not lose sight of God. I was saying earlier, man, we have so much stuff that's, that's just begging for attention, especially in our, in our younger generation. There's so much stuff that's constantly saying, hey, you know, this is really important. You should do, do this instead of that. Hey, you know, this is more important than what you should be doing. And all these different things are constantly, constantly begging for our attention and, and, and bombarding us. And, and it's so easy just to, to slip into, yeah, I know what, I'm going to do that instead of this, even though I know I should be, I should be doing this instead. And, and within our walk in God and within our faith, we have to make sure that we're clinging to the word of God. We're clinging to our faith and our walk in Jesus. And verses 10 through 11 kind of talks about the calling of God. And I feel like God wants to remind us too this morning that God has a calling on each and every one of our lives. God has a calling on each and every one of our lives this morning. And that that calling is just as important, just as powerful as it was the day he got it than as it is right now. And if you haven't found that calling, God has something really important for you. That, that he wants to lead you to, that he wants you to walk in. And man, it's going to be awesome when you find that calling. In church this morning, God has something special that he's given you unique talents, unique gifts, people around you, the places that you work at and the family that you have specifically to, to follow that calling and serve in that calling that he has put on your life. So let's go ahead and take a ver- uh, look at verses 10 through 11 this morning. Verse 10 says this, Therefore, my brothers... And sisters, make every effort to confirm your calling and election. For if you do these things, you will never stumble, and you will receive a rich welcome into the eternal kingdom of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. How many of y'all want a rich welcome into the kingdom of heaven? Amen? Man, wouldn't it be so awesome just to get into the kingdom of heaven? And there's like this tunnel of like Moses and Joseph just waiting to give you high fives, like, yeah, what's up? Like, <laughs> welcome, welcome to the party, you know? Wouldn't that be so cool? And Peter's telling us, hey, if we live by, the, if we live by these things, if we make these, these qualities, if we make the word of God a, a part of how we live, how we act, how we talk, how we think, then, man, we can expect a rich welcome to the kingdom of heaven. We can expect a rich welcome into the kingdom of heaven. And as, and, and as long as we follow these things that Peter has given us, or, or, or we, in essence, just following the word of God, man, those things will keep us from stumbling. Those, those things, as, as we cling to the word of God and to his great and precious promises, right, as we continue to grow in him, those will keep us from stumbling. And I want to kind of go back to that phrase, or those two words that I kind of looked over earlier in verse 8. In the beginning, it said, for if you possess these qualities in increasing measure. I really like those two words next to each other, increasing measure. 
And, man, I feel like there's so much behind that this morning, but I really, I know that God wants us to kind of take a deeper look at that. Peter, just, Peter doesn't just say, hey, you know, if, if, if you know what to do, that's good enough. No. <laughs> he's not even saying, hey, if you do what you're supposed to do, it's good enough. No, he's not really saying that either. He's saying, hey, you need to possess these qualities in increasing measure. And, and Peter's kind of implying here the process of growth, the process of growth. And he's saying it's not just about knowing what to do, right? And, and, and it's not only about doing what you're supposed to do, but it's about growing and what you know you're supposed to be doing. It's, it's about that process of growth. And I feel like in this year, God is calling us to really grow in the things that he's put ahead of us in our lives, the things that he has called us to and, and the different things that he, that he has in store for us. God wants us to grow. And the process of growth, man, the process of growth it, it, it's something that never stops. The process of growth never stops. As Christians, every single day, we are constantly, consistently getting closer to Jesus. And our relationship and faith should always exist in a state of, as Peter puts it, increasing measure. Because growth is a lifelong process. Growth is a lifelong process. There's a quote um, by a guy named C.S. Lewis. Um, that y'all are probably familiar with C.S. Lewis. If you've ever watched uh, the movies Narnia or maybe read the books, <laughs> uh, that was C.S. Lewis. And so very famous author, Christian guy. He has a lot of great stuff. And I love reading his books, especially Mere Christianity and a few other ones. And he has a quote that I stumbled upon that I really liked. And it, and it says this, Mere change is not growth. Growth is the synthesis of change and continuity. And where there is no continuity, there is no growth. Amen. I feel like there's kind of a lot in that, but his main point here is, hey, true growth as Christians, true growth in, in Jesus Christ and our walk and our faith is something that never stops. It's something that never stops. Growth doesn't have really a finish line. Growth is something that that starts in our walk with Jesus Christ and, and is increasing measure. It's, it's, it's developing. It's increasing every single day within our lives. It doesn't really stop within our lifetime here on earth. Growth is something that is constantly happening. And so today, being January 1st of a new year, 2023, God is calling us to enter into a new season of growth, a new, a new year of growth this morning, church. And, and this year and, and years to follow, I feel like God really wants us just to draw even closer to him. There's a lot of things that want to kind of get in the way, that want to uh, make themselves seem like a bigger priority, more significant, more significant maybe than, than God. But God wants us to really recognize the significance that he has, that the word of God is freed in the Bible and being in prayer has in our lives, right? And Peter tells us in that first verse, verse three, right? He says, we have everything that we need to know to live a godly lifestyle, everything we need to know. And we're blessed. We're blessed now. They didn't have the Bible back then. They had some Old Testament stuff, but they didn't have a Bible. We have the word of God. We have the word of God this morning, church, and God has given us, and that is all we need to be able to grow it. And God has called us to do, to, to, to do more than, than just what we're doing now. God wants us to increase every single day in, in our relationship with him, in our walk with him, in our faith with him. God wants us to grow, and that growth might look different for all of us. For some of us this year, God might want us to grow in our marriage. For other of us, maybe God wants us to grow in our family. Maybe there are certain unique gifts and talents that God has given us that 
you know, we, maybe we just kind of stopped flowing it in those gifts. Maybe we just kind of stopped using that talent. God wants us to remind it, hey, I gave you that talent. I gave you that gift for a reason. And in this year, God wants us to grow in those gifts. And I believe, too, I believe firmly God doesn't just want us to grow individually, but God wants us to grow together as, as a family, as a body of Christ, as friendship church. God wants us to grow together. Amen. He wants us to this, this year, 2023, to be a year that we grow together as a family, closer to him, closer to each other, closer to our calling, and closer to the purpose that he has ahead of us. So this morning, if y'all would, I just want to invite you um, just to find a place to pray. The altars are here. They're open. Um, just take this moment just to really seek God and ask God, God, this year in 2023, what would you have me grow in, God? What is it that you would have me really seek you in and grow? What is something, maybe we need to ask him, God, what is something that, uh, that I've stopped growing in? What's maybe something I've grown content in that, you, that you're calling me to, to just grow further in that? Maybe we already know what it is. <laughs> maybe we're like, you know what? Um, I know what God's telling me. So if we could just take a moment here um, just to really seek God. If we want to pray in our seats, pray at the altar. Can we just talk to God this morning and ask God, what is it that you would have me grow in this morning? It doesn't matter how young we are. It doesn't matter how old we are. There is something that God always has ahead for us that he wants us to grow in. So let's just take this time to really seek God and say, hey, I'm here. First day of New Year. God, what would you have me grow in? What is something that I've grown complacent in that you would have me grow further in? Let's just take some time to seek God. Happy New Year. And uh, whatever God showed y'all this morning, what he has called you to grow in, man, I encourage you just to walk in that. Don't forget about it. Write it down somewhere and just uh, ask God to remind you. Love you guys. Have a great rest of your Sunday. I love you, and there's nothing you can do about it.